It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. Show, J.C. Sherbert. Phil Molinax here with you on Transfer Tuesday. Right? Is, that, is that a good? Uh, That's it. Yeah, Transfer Tuesday. That's aptly named. Aptly named. A good name of the shit for the show here. Like uh, we all know, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. Yeah, I, I've been pretty busy for the last twenty-four hours. Um, uh, starting with the coaching search scoop yesterday, and uh, right on through till Jaheim Bell transferring out. Surprisingly. Right. Uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, it was a. It was kind of a shock uh, in terms of the timing when it happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Jaheim was selling T-shirts on Twitter uh, three hours before he announced, and uh, you know our, our guys at the Big Spur talked to people close to him, said everything was status quo. So, uh, kind of a surprise in terms of the timing. Uh, I, I'll tell you this: that the the decision uh, at the end of the day. Uh, more NIL opportunities played a factor with him. Uh, he, you know, we, we cut out the commercial <laughs> with him here, uh, but that that was not a very large. Uh, I mean, it was large, but it wasn't super large uh, that we paid him there. Not not as much as some other folks are uh, forking out out there in the NIL world. Uh, good news is on the big spur, the uh, the. Members have kind of gotten together and encouraged everybody to join Carolina Rise. Folks, Carolina Rise has probably grown 30, 40% since yesterday. Um, nice. And, you know, NIL is just, it's important, you know, and, and people just give a little and it adds up. Uh, and I think that's been the power of the, uh, that's the power of the Gamecock Nation. You know, there's not a bunch of billionaires walking around, right? Uh, but there are people that uh, love the Gamecocks and that'll give 15, 16 bucks a month and it all adds up. And uh, uh, I feel like at South Carolina, we can have uh, robust collective opportunities uh, if everybody continues to, uh, you know, stick together and, and, and give and things like that. And I know it's uh, you're saying, well, hey, we're giving you money, JC. Yeah. <laughs> so there is some trust that has to go into that. But uh, like I've said from the beginning, Carolina Rise is not a for-profit uh, enterprise or, or something that um, it, it's a for-profit LLC because you have to do that because you're paying players for services. Uh, you know, there's no charity. It's not like a college football charity. And uh, I, I really honestly didn't feel like setting up a 501c3 and then having them do all this charity work and all that. My, my Carolina Rise is pretty much cut and dry. Uh, premium dollars for uh, things of, of premium value that don't take a lot of time. Uh, and in this day and age when freaking Instagram influencers are getting $100,000 for a post, uh, there's a lot of value in, in what uh, the players can do in a few seconds or a few minutes. Uh, and that's kind of our philosophy uh, at Carolina Rise. Uh, we don't get into life skills or anything like that. We're not, uh, that's not us. I'm just, well, I mean, the other, the other collective does, and I'm not knocking them. I, I think that's fine. And that's great. I just, that's just not my philosophy. Uh, and it's probably because I've kind of looked around and seen what the other sec schools are doing. And the focus of Carolina rise 100% uh, 
is to make sure the student athletes at South Carolina, you know, especially football, baseball, men's basketball, you know, the, the primary sports that, that where it's highly competitive, uh, you know, in terms of what other schools are doing, is to make sure those guys are taken care of and that it contributes to the overall first-class experience they have at the University of South Carolina. So if you're not, not a member of Carolina Rise, go join. Uh, if you can, if not, you know, some people get five bucks a month, man. And that uh, I'll explain this and then I'll get off the subject. Uh, you know, I, I did a deal that was not disclosed. We didn't make it public for a kid. It's a, a significant walk on at Carolina. Uh, needed book money, right? Uh, so mm. did a deal with him. Uh, had him do some promotional stuff for me. Uh, so three folks, all they could afford was five bucks a month, right? So that's what 180 a year. Mm -hmm. You're in the ball game for that deal, you know. Right. I'll mm -hmm. throw in 20 bucks, and you got that deal taken care of. Uh, and so it's stuff like that. People don't realize that it just all adds up. Uh, and you know, I I respect the person that gets five just as much the person that gets fifty thousand. So <laughs> mm -hmm. that's uh, that's awesome, and uh, it's just been an awesome outpouring. And I, and I think. With that part of what I do, the collective part, I'm, I'm more encouraged than I've been in a long time because it just sort of died during the season. And, and you know, you just uh, – you never know what people are thinking with the ebb and flow of the year and stuff like that when you talk about people spending money. But we're in recruiting season and portal season and all that, so I think there's a big awareness for it. And certainly I, I want to give a heartfelt thanks to everyone uh, that has jumped in since last night. So Jaheim's gone. Uh I think that of the four that we've always talked about here, Phil, mm -hmm. if you could lose one, I'd probably choose Gene. Well, I mean, you know, you hate to take a cynical viewpoint of it, JC, but when you look at it as underutilized as he was this year and you still managed the eight and four record. Yeah. That's one way to look <laughs> at it, you know. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is very good. And, and I think, too, you know, it, it's – uh that laid the groundwork, you know, like, mm -hmm. like Marcus Satterfield's gone. So, you know, the usage and stuff like that was a situation. And some people may say, well, Beamer's just taking his sweet time on the coordinator hire. No, that, that that's fans being impatient. Mm -hmm. uh, Jaheim Bell didn't leave because there was no offensive coordinator in place. Jaheim Bell left because the groundwork was laid for this, given his usage during the season. Um, you know, and, uh, you get frustrated and your parents get frustrated and your family gets frustrated. And then what happens is, you know, I don't know that directly other schools talk to you, but you do hear things through the grapevine. Mm -hmm. It's a fact of life. <laughs> uh, Mac, Mac Brown said the other day, uh, 15 different schools have been tampering with one of his players. 15 different schools have been tampering with one of my players. 15. Mac Brown. <laughs> Chapel Hill, University of North Carolina. But anyway, uh, so that happens. And that's reality in college football. And it's the NCAA's fault. I mean, they're a bunch of blithering morons. No, but, no. Uh, and, I, and I don't mind saying that for and hypocrites and whatever else you want to call them. I'm sure there are some good, you know, nice people that work there that aren't in the right place, but it's a, it's, it's really an evil empire and, and it's, and it's a weak evil empire. It, it's one of those weak evil empires that they don't have anybody's best intentions at heart and they hide behind sad platitudes and uh, you know, hubris and, and whatever else you want to call it. 
Uh, I'll never forget when they got sued for NIL the first time. Uh, Mark Emmerich was like, well, we're worried that these corporations are going to have negative influence on our student athletes. And, and so the lawyer was just like, he put up a picture of the NCAA champions of the final four in front of a Nissan banner. Well, how, how much, how much Nissan pay you for that? Right. Oh, right. $7 million. Okay. And, and if they're such a bad influence, why are you having the players stand in front of it? It just doesn't make any sense. Why, why is there corporate branding all over your court? You know, I mean, that kind of thing. Um, and so I, I think it's completely out of control. I, I, you know, with NIL, I've, I've got a, I think I've got a nice plan to help South Carolina do what I can. If, if I could return everyone's money tomorrow and get completely out of it and it didn't exist, that would be fine with me, um, you know, in terms of uh, the rules. Although I do feel like if you did that, you would need to, you know, compensate, start compensating the players in some way in some way, but we can get into all that at some point later. Uh, so the Gamecocks lost uh, Jaheim Bell in the portal. Uh, he's, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's, there's other guys to worry about. Uh, I have not heard anything about this being a, you know, a, 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 I guess a, a domino effect. You know, I don't think Spencer Rattler's walking out the door because Jaheim's gone. Uh, right. I, don't think, I don't think anybody is, to be quite frank with you. Uh, but uh, I do think that, uh, you know, I think anytime you lose an explosive athlete like that, it is a loss. Uh, but I think the game costs can overcome, you know, especially, uh, you know, uh, the thing I loved about Jaheim was he could not, uh, you know, Jaheim, he didn't, he didn't have a really a position and you could play him different places. I always thought he was an F receiver for the record. Um, but the good news is because he's versatile and he doesn't play, you know, uh, a position. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, you, you can kind of afford to lose, uh, I think, to a certain extent. So I. Um, well, it's Trey know. Kenyon season, JC. That's what it turned into. You know what? That's what we should support Trey. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, no. And, and I'll say this. I'm sorry. I just got a text message. Matt Barry apparently tweets Dan Mullen on the Childer on Rick Newhousel show. South Carolina's going to hire a great OC. It's just not going to be me. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so, so Mullen has shot it down, you know, right there. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, 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 I think uh, the Mullen things passed a while back, but uh, nevertheless, um, you know, that's the deal there. Uh, all right. So sorry, I'm distracted by a lot of things right now. So that's why I'm kind of muddling forward here. Uh, Phil, let's go ahead and cut to the first break. No, and then we'll right. come back with the Nana Sports chat box and uh, hook up with our homies here. Uh, inside the Gamecocks, the show will be back after these messages. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. <laughs> Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? 
Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Gold Tigers in the soul. <laughs> Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. J.C. Sherbert and Phil Mullinax here with you. The first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call at 864-414-5271 for all of your upstate residential needs. And uh, don't forget, we are presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Uh, give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662. And looking ahead, J.C., John is going to join us on Friday uh about this time that bigger. should be a very lively interaction bigger bigger <laughs> news both bigger, bigger news yeah and he's have, excited too he's fired up <laughs> have have you ever uh have you ever uh talked to um have you ever talked to john like I have not. I've only texted with him, but I can feel the energy coming through. There's a lot of energy. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know Chris Phillips has the high energy segment on this show every week from the Spurs Up show, but John is a different type of high energy. Oh, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. It's going to be awesome. Nana Sports Chat, award-winning Nana Sports Chat Box. Congratulations to Nana's, by the way, on all of their success. Brian checks in. Morning, fellas. Is it a coincidence we're going after two high-level tight ends and two of ours transferred? Either way, trust Beaver to smash it in the portal and the recruiting trail. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think they'll replace those guys. And, and like Phil said, Trey Kenyon, I thought when he played this year, he looked a lot faster, a lot more athletic, uh, a lot more big time. Uh, the, the, and he got better the, the last year, too, 2021. Uh, but Trey looked pretty good, and I think his blocking's good. I also, you know, you, you look at the kid from Maryland. Um, what's his name? I, I, it's it's funny. It's it's a it's a easily pronounced oh, like, name. Yeah, Dippy or Dippree, 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 Uh He's a stud, you mm-hmm. know, and and they have kind of an inside track on him. So if you can get him, that's great. Uh, yeah, and those are true tight ends. Um, that's another thing, you know, with Bell is like, you know, if you, the good news about a guy like that leaving is it's like, you're not like, oh my God, depth is gone at this position or that position. Uh, and I know he was the starting running back. Um, and I think part of that was because Bill Smith and Lloyd were banged up. Uh, I don't know what the deal with Rashad Amos was. Juju McDowell's not really an every down guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they just found a, a solution. Uh, to sort of, uh, you know, pave the way. And, hey, it paid off, right? Right, right. <laughs> J- Do you J- think he- some of that uh, was to preserve some red shirts within the uh, running back depth? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Amos I what, had a red shirt. Well, maybe not Amos so much, but I'm thinking like Turbo Miller, uh, you know, even – like spot duty, I guess, for Lavoisier Carroll, even though we know he's just now getting his feet wet. And 
Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we, we used what we had. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm just that thinking may be, yeah. that may have influenced some of that. Yeah, Amos is the big question mark for me, Phil, on that one. But, no uh, doubt, no doubt. You're right. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, Dante, if he comes back, uh, he's got a shot. He's a good player. He's mm-hmm. a really good player. Cynical says, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Jay Rice is not too surprised Bell transferred. Thanks, Sap. But we'll go get some guys. Beamers got this. We need Ollie Jennings. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, I didn't. I didn't mention this. I've been talking about Jaheim Bell. Austin Stogner transferred out too. Um, I don't blame him. Uh, I, I, I think Stogner probably is a little homesick. Uh, I think obviously with him also he disappeared. And problem is he disappeared when like everybody was sharing the wealth, right? Right. Like yeah. Clemson and Tennessee, he didn't. He didn't get in or do much. Uh, blocked pretty well, I thought. Uh, I think Austin's got to get stronger and faster. Uh, I don't think he's as slow as people think. Uh, I think he's pretty athletic. He's got really good hands. Uh, I don't think that they figured out how to use him either, or, or Satterfield didn't really use him like he should have been either. So, uh, yeah, Austin Stoddard probably going back to Oklahoma. So, just wishing the best. I mean – at the very least, he got Spencer Rattler here, or helped get Spencer Rattler here, helped make the introduction, right? So, right, you know, yeah, can't, I mean, yeah, can't, exactly. can't blame that mm-hmm. kid, want to be out. And Craiger says Atkins beat Stog out, basically. Yeah, by the end of the year, I mean, there's really, when you if, if you evaluated the two and just didn't know who 44 was and who 18 was, you'd take 44 over 18 every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, morning Gamecock 76 says, have all as well. Yesterday sure ended with a bang sheesh, but today's a new day. Hoping we can short things up, keep the boat rocking for Gamecock Nation. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Aaron Riddle says, let's support our athletes on Carolina Rise. If you hadn't already made a small contribution yesterday, more to come. There we yeah, go. It all adds up. It's like, you know, the Bernie Sanders of uh, collectives. No. I hate to use that reference, but, you know. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. But you could do it just to, you know, because that's the thing about our fan base is that they're loyal, you know, we're loyal to a fault even sometimes. Uh, but at the same time, we're massive in numbers and mm-hmm. very motivated. So that's the thing is like every little bit does help as cliche as that sounds. Um, but in this new landscape, I mean, we, we are where we are. You know, if you can give. Yeah, I mean, look, Bernie Sanders was kind of honestly uh, and I'm. Please don't think I'm a birdie. Bird. I know. I hate bringing it up because I, like, I just, you know, I, I, I'm, oh, I'm just looking at the liberal. Jason went liberal on us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the fundraising model, right? And, right. <laughs> uh, and I noticed that, like, yeah, he, uh, you know, uh, it's just a bunch of crap load of people giving 25 bucks or so. So, I mean, it's, it, yeah. that was kind of, what I had in mind when I started Carolina Rise, because I, I think that there's powers in the power numbers, the Gamecock Nation. There's not a lot of billionaires walking around, but there are folks that they'll give you what they've got because they love the Gamecocks, you know, mm-hmm. and that's good. Um, Grady says, good morning, guys. JC, plug and play, baby. Got to find us another gym in this portal. Let these kids go be great. Yep. I agree. And I think Carolina's probably going to have a pretty good portal class uh, this year uh, as well. Atkinson, Kenyon, and the Bowl, two good ones. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that'll be good for them. Uh, JC, would you and Phil be so kind as to share the welcome home yesterday? Now, that would cheer me up. I I don't know that it's going to be anybody that uh, you guys are super familiar with. Uh, I I know from what I was told, it's not Maisie O'Bennett. That's the only thing I know. Um, 
Brian says, <laughs> welcome home. Had to be Maisie Obedit. Nah, that's what I was told. No, but who knows? People Sometimes people try to like, you know, keep things quiet or whatever. I, I do think Carolina can flip Maisie Obedit. I do. Um, but, uh, you know, Aaron says fan needs to, fans need to band together. Let's, let's uh, quit bickering back and forth. Get the bag and go to the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lance. Lance says 1801 club for the win. Lance, I got, I've got something for you in the mail. I'm sending you today. Uh, so you can, um, uh, what do you call them? Your lattes for your lattes. Yeah, for the lattes. <laughs> something yeah, for the so, lattes. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, uh, Jeff Fowler says incredible times we live in pay for play. Truly amazing. Yeah. Like I said, I would rather it not be this way, but it is. Um, Kevin says slow day in Gamecock country. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I think some, you could have some news at any point. Uh, John says, considering some other schools though. I mean, you know, we're, we've been fortunate. I think so compared yeah. to some other schools in the portal. Well, I mean, it, and John brings it a Holy Cowboys. The big spur board is a mess right now. The sky's apparently fallen. You forgot we we're owing for the best class in school history on deck and, yeah, I the best two wins back to back school history. Um, there is a small group of people, and and look, man, bless their hearts, right? And, and that's not, I'm not an old Southern woman, so bless your hearts does not mean f you, like people say. They were like, well, how does an old Southern woman say f you? Well, she say bless your heart. Bless you know? your heart. I'm not. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying f you. I'm, I sincerely mean the bless your heart, right? <laughs> they. they they're very anxious and nervous. And I think it's probably because <laughs> they've been there before and been disappointed and had their heart ripped out. It's been a long till this season. It's been a long 10 years, folks. Think about it. Very few moments of glory. Most of the time when, when Carolina would win the last 10 years, it was almost relief, mm-hmm. you know, because there was never in, in a big game, you know, uh, I mean, the, even the win at Georgia in 2019, huge win, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina outplayed them that day, right? Huge win. Well, in that game, if you remember, Halinski gets hurt. Joiner's hanging on for dear life, did a great job doing it. The defense is playing good. Fromm keeps throwing picks. You know, you, you have to you have to kind of think once Parker White missed that field goal, you're probably sitting there going, this is not going to end well. <laughs> and and then Georgia misses their field goal and Carolina wins. And it was almost relief, you know, almost relief. Uh, I think the last two games where it was, wasn't relief was probably the first two in 2017, must have second year. Uh, and then that Kentucky game happened and it was just kind of, man, that whole season too, you know, Tennessee sitting on the two yard line, Tennessee didn't win an SEC game. They're sitting there first and goal from the two and don't score. I mean, all relief, like I'm saying. And for me personally, it was that way too, especially when, when Jay Bentley was the quarterback, because, you know, I, I know Bobby, I know the Bentleys and, you know, I'm, I was probably their biggest fan and stood up for him. Right. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things. Um, so I, uh, I, uh, it was, it was, it was tough on me too. Yeah. No, tough on yeah. me too. Although I think Jake took a lot of un, un, unfair criticism. Anyway, JC, you're a Bears fan and do a ton for the Gamecock Nation. I trust you. Ha ha, Ditka. 
You just non- want to hear beef sandwich. That's what 76 is fishing for Chicago accent. That's what it yeah, is. Beef sandwich. Yeah. Saunders says nonprofit regulatory requirements are much higher than for a profit corporation, but before profit, you have tax burden, but you retain privacy, perks of each status. Yeah. I'm eating the tax burden, any kind of thing. Well, I mean, what you do is you, you, you know, you, you 1099 everybody, you know, that you pay out on. But if there is any tax burden, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Gladly do it, folks. Gladly do it. I have a great job. Two great jobs, really. This is a job now, too. Uh, Clint says, I agree, JC. Rattler and Wells are the ones I hope come back. Of course, I'd love to have Lloyd back as well. I just think the other two are the straws that stirred the drink, so to speak. Yeah. And look, the, the feedback, even when I came in here yesterday, it said it looked like all four. The feedback I got last late last week on, after the shows on Friday was that of all the people that, like, have quote unquote demands or whatever behind the scenes or that have needs or NIL desires, I guess the, the juice wells was like the one that didn't, you know, and it wasn't like, you know, talking about going pro all the time. And and he's the one that could now I'm not guaranteeing that anybody, you know, will, will not leave again. I can't guarantee that, but I think, uh, you know, I, I think juice and, and Rattler and Lloyd, to be honest, uh, are, are guys that, you know, it, 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 you know, Carolina's really going to try to keep them in the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a perception issue with the whole portal thing too, JC, because it's like, okay, so let's say we were talking about Jaheim Bell declaring for the draft. It changes the entire narrative. You know, it's just yeah. the fact that it's the portal. That's, that's what makes it, you know, so discussion worthy, I guess. So, it's because yeah. I was thinking about that last night. I was like, you know, what if he just declared for the draft? We'd still be missing him. The end result is the player's no longer on your team. Uh, it just feels a bit more personal because it's the portal. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah, the draft doesn't, the draft's just like, hey, yeah, go be great. The portal's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Especially when you think you could end up at a uh, team you have to play every year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I also would not rule out Florida State in this situation. Uh, just based on some information I just got uh, for Gene. So we'll see. Uh, John wants to call you Gamecock Socrates from now on, Phil. He is he is philo-so- philosophical. Philosophical. Philosophy. I am philosophical. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, John. Hunter asked if I thought Bell was going to enter the portal before it happened. No. Um, I, I, uh, and that was based on information I got like at four o'clock yeah, right. before really, he even entered. We were surprised uh, as y'all were on that one. I'm sitting there on a, on a group, on a group chat I'm a part of, and somebody sends the screenshot and somebody had sent like a joke text about like, uh, uh, what's his name? Will Shipley <laughs> entering the portal from Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you click on the link and you know, you probably shouldn't click on the link. But uh, it, it, but then you know, so we're all joking around, or they're all joking around, and then all of a sudden, I see this screenshot of Bell's. I'm getting in the portal, and uh, ah ha ha, funny, funny, and then it's like, nope, unfortunately, that's that's real. So it's like, whoa, whoa. Um, uh, Chuck says, hey everyone, JC, you think Bell's a dipper looking for a better NIL deal and stays if he gets it, or he gone? I would, based on a conversation I had, but right before we got on the air uh, from a good contact inside the program, he gone. And, and they're, they're like, good. 
leave. You know, I, you know, it, it's just one of those things uh, where I don't think anybody was happy with how it was handled. Uh, and I'm not saying that he didn't have a gripe and his parents didn't have a gripe during the season because I've been on that bandwagon the whole time. So, you know, we'll see. Will says, why aren't USC advertising these collectives like other schools? Patience, grasshopper. Uh, now, it's going to happen uh, from what I was told again last week. Um, uh, you know, just don't, uh, Trey, don't, don't, don't count out Ray yet on that. Right. I know they've been slow to do it. They've had a lot going on in that area and I understand, but, uh, unlike like the website and the show where we're media and they have gatekeepers and stuff like, you know, you have to, and, and I love Steve Fink to death and, you know, you always have to request through him and he's a great guy and that's fine. I understand why they have to do that. And, and it, it's not adversarial, but you know, they have their own media, you know, unlike these businesses, that is a collaborative effort. You know, they've helped Carolina rise tremendously, uh, hooked us up with some lodge seats uh, to auction off. Uh, you know, they, they just hadn't gone out and publicly promoted it. Uh, and I'm not sure quite why just yet, but my understanding is it's coming. So uh, there's the deal right there. Um, Lance says, let's hook it up. Trey Kenyon. Right. Um, Saunders says anyone book orders through SeatGeek and get your orders canceled. Woke up email this morning canceled for 150 more. Man, I have to talk that I know you got it through fan plan, Saunders. Just I would that's not uh you know, I like I said, fan plans is a new thing. Um, and so I, I it's tough because I, I I tried to get some customer service stuff through them. Uh, and then they said, go to the chat. So I, I am sorry about that. Uh, but like I said, it's a new thing. So I'm kind of feeling it out too. Uh, Will said, why is Park Avenue on pause? Because of the NCAA. Here's what happened. Everything was cleared. Everything was ready to go. So the NCAA subcommittee, uh, they're just trying to figure out this NIL stuff. And this is how hypocritical it is because you, you have the subcommittee and Gene Smith from Ohio State, I think is part of it or maybe not part of it, but certainly spoke about it. And he's like, we need to get a handle on how it's influencing recruiting. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You remember Casablanca? Y'all remember that movie? Yeah. I'm shocked to find gambling's going on in here. I'm shocked, I tell you. I'm shocked. Play it again, Sam. Yeah, all the gin joints and all. That was a great movie, by the way. Casablanca. For sure. Mm-hmm. He is looking at you, kid. I used to have a friend that looked like Humphrey Bogart. Uh Bye. I'm waving at my, my fiance. She's going to an office party at 11 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I just got a text. JT Daniels has jumped in the transfer portal again. How many? Hey, there she is. Hello. Hey. Right. <laughs> uh, how many? Dagum, uh, how many schools can he possibly go to, dude? <laughs> I don't I mean, know. He's, maybe this is his grad transfer, and he's going to, you know, that way he won't have to sit out a year. Or like, like, Carolina's basketball player, like your Eric Stevenson. Uh, yeah, maybe it is his grad. I don't know. Um, Eric Stevenson went to his fourth school, right? So I'm sitting there thinking about Eric Stevenson. And I'm like, all right. So he started at Wichita State in the, in the cornfields of, of Kansas, Midwestern, Midwest kind of Great Plain, whatever. Uh, then he went back home to Washington and played in Cialis, where he's from. And then he came down south, South Carolina. And now he's at West Virginia, which is sort of, you know, has access to the Northeast because it's right there outside of Pittsburgh. 
So he's really seen four parts of the country. And I'm like, hell, if I was a basketball player, I'd probably want to do the same. <laughs> Volume yeah. shooter, right? Uh, so maybe yeah, that's what you lottery pick. Yeah, go take the tour. Yeah, it's kind of funny. JT Daniels has been uh, Southern Cal, Georgia, West Virginia. So my guess is what? Missouri, Kansas State, uh, Nebraska? Nebraska. That's what I was just sitting here thinking, Nebraska. Hey, Marcus Satterfield should coach JT Daniels next year. That's super. That's super. Tyler says, where's Eric Shaw when you need him? Probably still 211 pounds, Bo. <laughs> uh, yelled a delt for help. Uh, best of luck to Bell. Is Bowers eligible to leave Georgia? If so, could delt transfer? Uh, I think I don't think I think Bross got one more year. I don't know about delt transfer, man. He's all dog. He's all dog. He didn't get to play. Um, Joel, uh, uh, realistic Joel, keep in mind, he lives in Louisville and I don't think he's a big fan of Louisville or Kentucky. He goes, guys, it could be worse. Could be Louisville realizing that Cincinnati is a better job than the cards. Yep. Yeah. At this time. Yeah. Scott, Scott, Scott Satterfield, which by the way, he's not related to Marcus and somebody on the message board yesterday goes, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because because there was a receiver that just went off on Scott Satterfield after he left for Cincy, and everybody's like, ah, uh, they're not related. <laughs> like, oh, oh, well, I'm just, uh, you know, he backed it up. It was good. Um, Clint Morrison likes Cameron Sandlin. I do uh, quite a bit, so that's good too. Um, Rick says, is the news of Stoddard and Bell sign things are going really good with Nick Harbor? I don't think they're related. Um, I think Stogner, I think Stogner and Bell had the same reasons that the, excuse me, the transfer was kind of planted in their head, and that was usage. I think at the end, though, Stogner wanted to be close back, back close to home. Uh, and, and look, because I, I think twenty four seven is actually showing that he's going back to Oklahoma. Yeah, he's he wants to be Jackson. back close to home, and he, he's got some work to do before going to the NFL, but. Uh, so that's A, um, and that's fine. I mean, you know, look, you recruit a kid from Texas and uh, you go, uh, you know, you, you always run the risk that they're going to be out um, just because it's far. And and there's a million places to play within the vicinity of the Dallas Metroplex. Uh, Steph was at Burns yesterday. Good. Yeah, he was all over the um, upstate yesterday. Michael Smith, four-star 2024 tight end. There's almost 3,000 players in the transfer portal as today. Good Lord. Um, Todd says, can I get more information on how to donate to the players? Yeah, Phil, could you could you put up, uh, send him to carolinarise.com. Yeah. Let me put carolinarise.com. Um, so there we go. Uh, yeah, carolinarise.com. Uh, yeah, it's uh, – no uh, – uh, yes, Todd, you're able to give a one-time contribution, uh, give it to him. And, and I'll explain this. Uh, Garnet Trust does have a foundation where they have the guys go do charity work. Um, you can write it off. Uh, unfortunately for us and the other Garnet Trust, you can't. But look, do what you think is right. I'm just going to say that. CarolinaRise.com uh, and all that good stuff. Um uh, Kenyon has just as good a ball skills and ability as Bell if he can continue to get faster and quicker. I think as a pure tight end, Kenyon's better. Because uh, I, I don't think Jaheim's a tight end. 
uh, never have. So that's the deal there. Trace is any word on Beamer's contract. They are working on it. I expect it to go up significantly. And I think he's, I think he's deserved it. Uh, you know, all right, B Hughes. Okay. That's, that's fine. We, we got you on the Garnet trust, uh, foundation, right? <laughs> uh, carolinarise.com, man, just do that. So, uh, John says, heard yesterday on Sirius that only half the portal entrants found homes uh, for the other half. The career is just over. So dicey. And it's sad. It's sad because, yeah, you're right. I mean, grass isn't always greener on the other side. And some of these kids think that, I don't know, probably that they're better than they are. And that's unfortunate. Uh, Quantrell says, JT Daniels is trying to get his doctorate. (laughs) <laughs> and he's probably already got a doctorate. This guy's probably got like a double doctorate. Uh, you know, so it's crazy. I, you know, Adam says, I don't blame these players. Use the system that uses them and get those degrees. Agreed. My son's yeah. friend played quarterback for Western Kentucky, Tarleton State, and now UIW and has two masters and is working on a PhD. Heck yeah. You'd be a professor. Nice. What, what? That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Free education your way all the way up to a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. Um, Quantrell says, will ever get to a point where portal recruiting will be more important than high school recruiting? I don't think so. I think all this craziness. I think, you know, for the reasons uh, everybody stated, that only half the guys show up. Get, get so. I think people are going to really start backing up and going, hmm, wait a minute. Uh, do I want to risk ruining my life and what opportunity I have uh, to just to jump in the portal because, you know, the, the latest outrage or unhappiness? Now, Jaheim Bell had reasons to do it, right? But, you know, some guys, you know, it, it, they just do it and maybe they're not, you know, and, and what often happens is guys that aren't quite far along, far enough along in their development, uh, they don't play. And, but they think they're much better than they are. I think that's happening in Alabama right now. You know, some, some of these guys that have left, they're not ready to play, but they're pissed off they're not playing. Although there's some guys that did play that, that, that left Alabama. But, uh, you know, and, and they're like, oh, I'm going to go play here and ball out when, you know, here, here's the bottom line on recruiting and football. You have to develop. I don't care who you are. Genevieve and Clowney had to do some developing. Trevor Lawrence had to do some developing. You know, Marcus Lattimore, he didn't have to do a lot of developing, but I'm sure he learned some stuff. Marcus, Marcus was pretty much college ready when he came in. But uh, uh, anyway, all right, guys, uh, we got to get to a break. Sawyer Knicks with the Mental Edge coming up after this break on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues. And I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. 
He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help? I used to be president of the United States, and I love the show with Phil and JC. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. JC Sherbert and Phil Molinax here with you. We are joined now by Sawyer Nix on the McKellar Enterprises guest line for our Mental Edge Sawyer, how do you how do how do we handle everything that's going on in the portal right now? How do we temper our expectations and just live with yeah. ourselves? <laughs> I think part of it's again just take a breath. Like we talked about, when you get in a jam, the first thing's not to bring out the toolbox, and sometimes that you make things worse. You know, um, when we react and we're in a jam, it's I think the best thing to do: take a breath, take a step back. You know, I, I think we've all agreed that no matter what's going on internally, we all agree that Coach Beamer is taking us in the right direction. So I think part of that is reminding ourselves, okay, there's going to be some changes staff-wise. There's going to be some changes roster-wise, which was going to happen anyway. We knew it was going to happen. So don't be surprised by that. But just hang tight. We're going to lose some. We're going to get some. And then we're going to figure out how to take steps forward in the spring and then in the summer and then going into next season. Uh, I think for right now, it's it's hard for us to do. We're immediate society. We're, a, you know, give it to me now, give it to me yesterday. I want it now. I want it my way. Um, I think that's that's the biggest uh, factor in, in this working against us. Uh, but what's best is for us to step away. All right, let's just see what happens. Let's just see what plays out. You know, we're still going to be loyal Gamecock fans if we put up with some of the stuff earlier this season and other seasons, we're, we're not leaving the Gamecocks. We're going to hang in there. So, For sure. Talking about Sawyer next, the mental edge. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. And, I, and I, I think sometimes the fan base, and rightfully so, sometimes uh, kind of waits for the other shoe to drop. And I, I'll say this, it's not Jaheim Bell's not related to Austin Steiner. It's not related to Spencer Rattler or Marshawn Lloyd or any kind of decision like that. Um, I, I do think that uh, there's, uh, you know, just because they left doesn't mean these guys are leaving. Uh, and I'll also remind everybody too, man, nobody really left last year that was significant, right? Uh, nobody who made plays uh, except Jamar Brown, who made plays in one game, left. Uh, and and Carolina has been pretty fortunate uh, under Beamer with the transfer portal, and that's just because 
you know, uh, I think he has built that great culture and um, kids want to stay. They're, they're not chomping at the bit to get out. Uh, they they, they kind of are comfortable there. I mean, you know, some of the guys that have left like Jordan Davis and those guys, I mean, they left because they weren't playing. You know, Daryl Ware uh, left. He, he hit the portal. He's good enough to go play someplace else. He's just not not scratching at South Carolina, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but uh, you know, as far as playmakers go, and, and NIL and all that, you know, that was that that is Jaheim. That, that was Jaheim, and that that was a wake up call. You know, I think for a lot of folks, uh, because I do think they've been fortunate. Uh, so Sawyer, uh, when you're deciding something like a life change, like the uh, you know, a family moving schools or something. What, uh, what, what, what should go into it? You know, if you're making a healthy decision, because I, I know some people out there have kids and they're taking jobs and you know trying to to move, make career moves and stuff. I mean, one guy on the message board today, it's a, a friend of mine, asked, asked for prayers because of a new opportunity. Uh, you know, how, how, how do you usually handle like uh, uh, major change? Yeah. Well, I think one of the first things is is don't stop pretending that things are going to be easy. I, I would say acknowledge and, and most people would say, oh, yeah, it's hard. But no, no, no. Take a moment to say this is really hard. This is really tough. This is not easy. And just hang out right there for a minute and then kind of, again, catch your breath. All right. Now, what am I doing going forward? Um, if it's something that's taken a couple of days to a couple of weeks to decide, there's going to be some uncertainty and doubt, but part of that is that self-talk of, all right, I'm not making this decision on a whim. I've thought about this. I've talked to my family about this. This is what's really best. Now what's really best doesn't mean it's easy. Even for these athletes, you know, what's best for them doesn't mean, Oh, they don't care about Carolina anymore. The ones that are transferring out or the ones that are leaving other schools. That's, that's not the case. It's, it's not easy. So I think one of the things is acknowledging it, and then also just having a plan, just putting together a plan of here's the steps I'm going to take. And there's going to be some mo- emotions that are going to be strong. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be all of those in the same five minutes, um, which freaks guys out, right? Stereotypical guys. We don't want to feel emotions and all of those things, but um, that's, that's normal. And I think part of it is acknowledging that and going back to our plan. Another big factor is uh, to our day-to-day decisions is a core belief. So a core belief is really how we view ourselves and what we think of the world and how we operate on that. And, um, two people can go through two different situations or two people can go through the same situation and have different experiences. So that can be something tough. Somebody can say, you know what, this is just a bad day. I'm going to redo what I can fix, what I can go after it again tomorrow. Other people are going to, Oh, this is awful. I'm worthless. Nobody loves me. Nobody at work listens to me. This is the worst day of my life. You know, when we have those statements, those core beliefs, that's going to spill over into how we function and operate, which is not good. That can lead to frustration, anger, anxiety, depression, substance abuse, um, jealousy, low self-esteem, problems handling stress. So really it's important for us to kind of focus on what we believe and and our core beliefs and how we view situations. And that doesn't mean that those situations are easy, but we also need to be open to 
not letting that belief sabotage our, our lives and sabotage the progress that we can make, whether it is moving or whether it is taking a new job, whether it is quitting a job, having the the strength and the gumption to tell a boss, you know what, I'm not taking any more of this. I've made a decision. I'm hitting the road um, or whatever other changes it is. Uh, it's, it's not easy. I think it's what what do we view is most important? What are our core beliefs? Core beliefs, that's uh, something that I, I tell you, it's uh, I think it's very important for people to develop those, uh, you know, at an early age. I, I know that uh, and I think they can change sometimes. I think it's OK. I think it's OK for them to change. I think that, you know, the uh, the romantic uh, viewpoint of it is, oh, I've had my core beliefs. Like like James Bond or like a you know Braveheart or something you know William Wallace, I've had my core beliefs for my whole life. I won't ever let them go, but uh, I think sometimes they evolve. You know, I, I think uh, I know that like there's some things I used to value, and then I look back and I go, I was young and dumb. You know, some mm-hmm. some ways I've treated people before, and I was young and dumb. So uh, I think that's uh, that's important. Well, uh, Sawyer. Uh, the bowl game, Notre Dame, Carolina, your, your thoughts on, uh, you know, Carolina, things working out, you know, getting the, the bowl matchup they wanted. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that matchup. I'm excited that Gamecock fans got the bowl that they wanted. Um, you know, all those are, are positives, and what an opportunity. I think that's what, what uh, Coach Beamer verbalized is, hey, we have another opportunity. And so I think for the players in the next couple of weeks, have final exams, taking care of all those tests and projects. And you got the holidays with Christmas coming up and they'll, they'll take a little break for that. But I think just viewing it as here's the next opportunity, no different than they viewed the Tennessee and Clemson games. They view it as an opportunity and we didn't give them a chance um, going into Tennessee game, but they believed and they said, here's an opportunity to, and they seized the day, um, swept the nation, um, won over game hearts everywhere, and, and repeat it in the next week, you know, versus Clemson. Again, shocked the nation, you know, gained the hearts of um, national pundits and the four-letter network and the three-letter networks. And, um, you know, what an what opportunity for them to, again, take another step. And I think it is big for the program. And sometimes people throw out, bowl games oh well, it's you know it's just a bowl game the rosters are different it's not the same kids aren't motivated and there's you know i think this is a great opportunity it's a great opportunity um you know coach much champ always point out there's unlimited practice you get to run practices for the younger guys so they get to develop and i agree that that's a great aspect of, of going to a bowl game is you get some guys that maybe haven't had as much as many touches or, or as many plays, they get into action some. Um, you get a chance to reward some guys, put in some special packages that you're probably not going to do during the regular season. Hey, let's throw this guy a bone. He's been working his butt off, and this is his last party, and, you know, let's have at it. So I, I see that as, you know, bowl game's different, but it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for the Gamecock brand. To, to make a statement is an opportunity for young guys to get some uh, practice time in. And it's an opportunity to put an exclamation mark on this great season this year. 
Yeah, I agree with you there, man. Mm-hmm. Beating Notre Dame means something. So, yeah. and well, about the Gator Bowl means something to this fan base too. I mean, I remember growing up. Gosh, during the eighties, the Gator Bowl was the used to be the uh, the Outback Bowl was the new Gator Bowl. Every went to Jacksonville every year. Uh, it seemed 80, 84, 87. Game House brought 60,000 fans all three times. Wow. But, uh, yeah, Jacksonville's a, 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 I think there'll be a pretty big crowd there. All right, Sawyer, we're going to let you run. We appreciate it. And uh, as we get into the holidays, we'll uh, look forward to talking to you uh, about that. Uh, we talked about stress over Thanksgiving. Can't wait to start talking about stress over Christmas, man. <laughs> well, hopefully, everybody take a breath, you know, enjoy some hot chocolate. Christmas tree cake. That's my wife's favorite. I get um, bought her a Christmas tree cake uh, T-shirt. So enjoy, <laughs> enjoy those if you can find them, um, but not too much. You know, take a breath, take a step back, enjoy, enjoy what you have, and uh, challenge those core beliefs if they start to go sideways. All right, thanks, Sawyer. Sure. Sawyer, thanks, Sawyer. Uh, I think uh, I had a one- Christmas tree cake for breakfast this morning, JC. I love those. <laughs> They are tasty. They, they it's, are. A, it's the best little Debbie, and it only comes out every once in a while. I know, mm. you know, it's like zebra cakes, and some of the other ones are like, well, it's made of the same thing. It's just not the same. I want a Christmas sweater with uh, Cam Smith's face superimposed on a squirrel with, like, two big nuts. It says, drop your nuts. <laughs> drop or, your nuts. Yeah. Or Cam Smith, like, in his uniform, like, looking menacingly at a squirrel and be like, drop your nuts. Drop your nuts. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I don't know. Um, I don't know. So back to the Nanosports chat box because I had something in here I wanted to get to. Tiffany says, mm-hmm. some reason, logic, here for some reason, logic's doom and gloom on the forums. People screaming we are broke and losing our entire team. I should disband the program. <laughs> uh, two things can be true. Number one, we do need more money for NIL. And the response has been tremendous, Tiffany. And you've been generously a member since day one. So you get it. Uh, I think everybody else needed to kind of like, Oh, wait a minute. Um, So there's a positive that comes from that negative, but there is this group that does think, you know, uh, and and they're still clinging to the Beamer, you know, hasn't hired a coordinator yet. So that's why bell left kind of situation. Oh, things are going to go awful, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And that's just not true. Uh, Connor says, what's up with Spencer? Is he staying? It's not official. Uh, I, I think, he could stay. I think he could leave. I think it's up in the air, but I think it behind the scenes, uh, you know, I, I think there's some quiet confidence that he would uh, just kind of depends. Noah has a you good think point. He'd here. be a prime candidate for opt out, you know, if he were to leave. Yeah. 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 Man, he's going to play in the bowl game. He's, he said as much. So I think that's, that's a positive sign. Not that you can read too much into it, but it's a positive sign. Yeah. Noah says transfer portal wasn't looking to be as good for us as I thought. Thought it would be a good way to add to the talent you had here at South Carolina to help boost the talent compared to the more traditional blue bloods. But you're getting fish in the boat, losing fish you already had out the back of it. I can't agree with that. Because, I mean, look, I, I, and I saw this, this is what I want to address. Okay, so Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, Nate Atkins, Amorian Brown, Jalen Brooks, all transfers. Okay, all those guys were instrumental in the last two games in one way or the other. Uh, maybe Amara just on punt return, whatever. So I don't I don't know what you mean by just because Austin Stogner, who got beat out by Nate Atkins, went all of a sudden done left. I mean, are, are we talking stars? Because I, I, I think Juice Wells probably qualifies as a five-star. 
right? Yeah, is he not going to play in the NFL and probably yeah. have a long career? Long career, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got to hit on these guys, but I think for so, I think so far, South Carolina has not been uh, damaged hardly at all. No, and they, know, and the and just because they declare all these three thousand kids in the portal, it doesn't mean that if you don't snatch them up right now, they're going to just disappear or go somewhere else. Yeah, there I is mean, there is no end date to this portal. They could literally stay in there until spring. Yeah, I, I think literally, Phil. I think it is accomplishing. You know, his talent supplement. I think because of the portal, Beamer's way ahead. Even going back to like Jason Brown last year when he was four. I mean, if they hadn't. If they hadn't had to, they had to play. Uh, they had to play Jason Brown. They wouldn't have won the Florida Auburn game. You know, no. I mean, and that was the other thing I took hard into yesterday. Is especially after Bell declared for the portal. Just you know, we have a head coach at the University of South Carolina who is adept in functioning in the new college football environment. We've seen it. He uses mm-hmm. the portal. He's a good recruiter on the back end of that as well. So he's picking up local kids. It appears that they're making fairly decent evaluations across the board. And just because, you know, somebody is a five-star freaking phone, it doesn't mean you want to snatch them up out of the portal. Because here's the other thing, too, is like you can't completely degrade your culture just because you're trying to load your team up with four and five star talent out of the transfer portal or you end up getting with you know what AM had this year is that what you want yeah that's true that's a very good point phil and, and but he did quote you the portal giveth and the portal taketh away it does indeed it does that was indeed. that was an epic tweet yesterday by the way follow phil mullinax on twitter at phil mullinax by the way I probably wasn't um, the first one to come up with that, but it was the like first thing I saw when I when I because I wasn't able to interact with socials at all for a while yesterday, but that was my first reaction as well. That giveth and it taketh away. Craig Craig does not like Christmas tree cakes, unfortunately. Craig, that's okay. You know, everybody's got their own tastes. Uh, Joey says, Phil, I bought a Christmas tree ice cream. It's awesome. Get it at Walmart. You will thank me. Now, does it taste like a Christmas tree cake or like a Christmas tree? Because that would be like eating a pine, you know, the air fresheners in your <laughs> drinking some pine pine salt. Pine salt. It tastes just like a Christmas tree. Give me. I yeah. put my, I take the jardinier and I put the beef sandwich down and I put the pine salt on top of it. It's good. That's it. it smells great. good. So it ought to taste good. <laughs> Chucky says if we don't lose any more players to the portal or opt outs, they may lose some more, but hopefully nobody's significant, right? Uh don't get obvious scooping scores blown dead. Yeah, that's happened twice in a row. In, in those two games, right, mm-hmm. in the Tennessee and Clemson game, they're both two scooping scores blown dead that shouldn't have been, which is amazing. Uh, right. Avoid spotting them a couple of scores. We'll beat Notre Dame by 14. Uh, Notre Dame does not have their quarterback, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that was, and there's the other side of it, because the portal isn't just affecting your team. Yeah. Notre Dame lost its starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, I forgot John. I forgot about Jordan Strong too. He's a portal guy. Mm-hmm. Big loss for this year. Um, you know, Sean said playing the portals like playing poker. Everybody wins and loses. Good players win more than they lose. That's true. Uh, I just think that okay. So in the I just touched the mic like an idiot. Uh, I'm gonna finish up this point. We'll get to the break. Uh, I think that with the way they rank the portal these days, it is a emerging science, 
right? It's not like the star ratings, which were significantly worse in the early 2000s before there was film and stuff like that. Uh, I think the guys that do it are kind of figuring out. I think this year's rankings, the portal rankings will be better than last year's. But I think there's a lot of like clinging to the high school ranking and stuff that took place last year uh, and all that stuff. I mean, like DJ, to me, from Clemson, is a, probably a three-star transfer. Um, I, you know, because, you know, like whereas Spencer Rattler had one year where he lit it up, did DJ really have that? I mean, he he played well against Notre Dame. He's got a lot of mileage out of the Notre Dame and Boston College games when he was a freshman went during the pandemic. But, uh, I mean, but, but he's going to be up there, you know, because people don't want to let go of, of the, that five stars because they want to be right in the end of the day. Noah, yeah, thanks for saying. I don't think Noah was – I think Noah's just worried about losing two good players and, and worried if they're going to pick them back up. But, you know, just remember this staff too – David Spalding, Jordan Strawn, Nate Atkins, uh, Jalen Brooks was the old staff, and they got tattooed for taking him. Um, you know, outside of Rattler, nobody was really turning backflips for any of these guys, you know. So, right. uh, mm-hmm. and they're good. So, I, and I, I think when you look at the NFL draft, you'll know that sometimes the FCS and G5 guys are better than the Power 5 guys, and they're not ever rated that high. So, uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Joey says, what year's Mo Cabo? I hope he has a couple left. He does. He does. Yeah. He'll be back. Um, all right. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Nana Sports chat box. We got some stuff from the mailbag off Twitter. Uh, any breaking news that comes in, we'll continue to let you know. Once again, Matt Berry from ESPN tweeted, Mullen said, not going to be the South Carolina OC, but they're going to have a fantastic one. Uh, and so that was the deal there. Um, and Noah, to answer your question, pursue Cohen from Bama. He was committed to Carolina at one point. He's been committed everywhere. I think that's the type of kid that's going to head to Miami. Head to Miami. And Lance, we're going to talk about Graham Harrell and another offensive coordinator uh, after the break inside the Gamecocks. The show will uh, uh, come back to you. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That one, easy. He's got a tire by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. 
If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cox! Welcome back. Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Second hour of the show is brought to you by the Burgess and team at Remax at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call or shoot Adam an email at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net. So looking back in the uh, award-winning Nanosports chat box, JC, let's see. I was trying to find, was it Lance talking about offensive coordinators? Yeah, years here. We get a, get away from the the doom and gloom, which I don't know. I don't view it as doom and gloom in the portal. I just think it's a it's a it's the realities of where we are in college football landscape right now. Yeah, I, I get it, but yeah, uh, coordinator um, Graham Harrell. Uh, yeah, he's a name that's been mentioned for a while. Uh, West Virginia offensive coordinator was at SC, former Texas Tech quarterback. Uh, I think. I guess. Gosh, shoot, did. Uh, no, Kevin Wilson got Tulsa. I don't know who's gotten who got North Texas or if it's Graham, Graham Harrell or not. He did a good guy. I mean, air raid background, but they run the ball quite a bit. Uh, USC and West Virginia, or Southern Cal and West Virginia, both I have to say Southern Cal on, on this show, right? <laughs> uh, and so, um, I you know, I don't know. I, I I think you could do a whole lot worse than Graham Harrell. I think the the players South Carolina has fit his system. I don't know if that's the direction Beamer will go. Uh, I talked to somebody that's uh, kind of familiar with the landscape in North Carolina, and um, you know, I, I don't, I can't. Uh, you know, Phil Longo's been a guy that's been talked about a lot. I can't rule him out either, based on a conversation I had. They have not put that out anywhere yet, so you guys are kind of getting the scoop there. I don't, I don't know that it's much scoop. I, I think that it's just like can't rule him out, you know. Um, and and honestly. Phil, from the start, Longo has been a guy, and you know, he's at North Carolina. I've heard about him since the day Beamer got hired. And I'm not quite sure what the connection is there. I think uh, I think maybe he had crossed, he crossed paths with Pete Limbo up in the Northeast because uh, I think they were both at Ursinus or nearer, or maybe – Maybe he was at Slippery Rock and Limbo was at Lehigh, something like that. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but I was trying to maybe, – maybe Beamer just knows him. I, I'm Maybe from his days at Sam Houston State or, or whatever. But uh, I uh, – that's the deal. Um, Chuck said, given West Virginia had a losing record, if it was Harrell, wouldn't it be done already? Not if he's kind of like – not if Beamer like wants to talk to one guy before he makes a decision, that kind of thing. And this is what I was told Friday. It was like – you know, contact him with JC. He's like, they, they're probably, they're making a good offensive coordinator hire, right? Uh, he's like, but, but, you know, Beamer's probably just got a couple of guys he still wants to talk to before, you know, they make a move on somebody. So mm-hmm. uh, that's it. You know, and I also wonder with this Brian, this uh, 
Dan Mullen talk if Brian Johnson, who I've sh- I've shut that down because I I've heard he's getting you know head coaching jobs in the NFL and all this good stuff, but you know you think about it, he's a quarterbacks coach up there. He's not calling the play. He's not running his show. Uh, if he has uh, designs on being a head coach in college football, uh, and he's the former Florida OC that uh, played quarterback for Mullen and all that. He's with the Eagles now. Has made Jalen Hurts into an NFL starter. Um, you know, running at an SEC with a, with a bunch of good players, that's, that's probably something that could be attractive. Um, and, you know, people are like, well, no, not an NFL guy. Well, he's not really an NFL guy. He just got to the league, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually interviewed for the South Carolina head coaching job when Beamer got it. And uh, contacts tell me that he was one of the more impressive interviews that they had, you know, just yeah. kind of blew him away. Well, it's interesting that uh, Mullen didn't just stop with the definitive, it's not going to be me. He continued that statement on to say, but they are going to hire a really good one. Mm. You know, I mean. Now, now Mullen knows Longo, too. Mullen's back from the Longo, the Longo limbo area, too. And so I, you know, who knows? Who, Who knows what's true and. And what's not, you know, I, I, uh, if I get anything concrete, I'll definitely put it up on the big spur. Uh, Ryan says Johnson makes 600 grand with the Eagles. He'd leave in a heartbeat to come here. If he's got designs on, do it. You know, I mean, <laughs> coach, you know, if, in if, the, he, if he'd leave in a heartbeat, collegiate level, yeah. I, I mean, the, the guy is a superstar. I mean, I, I think Brian Johnson is mm. unreal. I just never thought he would have any interest because. You know, kind of like Thomas Brown up there, the former Gamecock running backs coach. He's and then you you do have to think about the the pain in the ass it is. But excuse me, can I say ass? I think I can say ass. Sure. The pain in the ass it is to coach in college because just what we talked about the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. You know, think about that. I mean, you know, you have to recruit guys over to you know in the pros you may have to work twelve hours a day, but it's just about ball. Yeah, right. and here's the other side of that is that you know Philly right now looks like they're the odds-on favorite to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So a, how long is that, that going to delay things if you do go that route? You know. Yeah. So you're just going to um, leave? Yeah. Who knows? So yeah. So Sean says, when will we find out if Clayton White and Pete Limbo are? Uh, I don't know. So I don't know. Uh, Chuck says, given West Virginia had a losing road, so he says, say anything you want, it's your show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to make make sure I'm not violating any kind of, you know, yeah. protocol right there. Right. Jerry yeah, says, our show, but yeah, YouTube controls some stuff. Yeah, if you'll notice, our Sanford and Son theme bumpers gone. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> flagged us for copyright infringement. I'm like, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Jared says, do we know if Brian called plays at all? Had Mullen in his ear. I like the guy, but we need to play caller. He is. That would be one I, w- I would not worry about. Uh, and I-, I think if you notice, uh, now, now look, okay, so he's like Joe Brady, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, like Joe Brady at LSU, the one year he was there, and they, they let it on fire. Uh, Steve Insminger was technically the OC. Joe was passing game coordinator. Uh, Insminger called the plays, set it up, all that. But it was actually an interesting thing, kind of like what happened with Mullen and Johnson that last year at Florida. 
Uh, Mullen would run his stuff, run his stuff, and then, then Johnson would fire him in. Um, so I, I don't know. And Brian Johnson's a former quarterback. I, I don't know that he had problems calling plays. I, 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 I understand the hesitancy to have somebody that's not got a big track record, but that would probably be one guy I would make an exception for just because I know what people think of him and kind of who he is and, 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 and what he can do and, you know, all that happiness. But that's, you know, who knows if he'd go there or not. I'm just maybe speculating based on Mullen's comments. So, M.A. Dare says, are players allowed to enter the portal to test the waters, then change their mind, uh, and then exit the portal and stay, if the school will take them back? Right. Yeah, that, that has to be mutually decided upon. I don't think Jaheim's coming back. <laughs> so, just to, just to let you know, I don't think there's any kind of offer uh, that's going to bring him back. And I, you know, I, I think that was just kind of the, the parting of ways, you know, that happened, you know, that that's the thing right there. Um, you know, with all of that. So I, I, I just, I don't, I don't see him coming back. Um, now Alabama, Jalen Moody last year, who's from Conway got in the portal for a, a minute and he went back to Alabama and started. So, <laughs> but uh, Will says the bridge has been burned and it has, I help consulting mailbag. Really appreciate I help consulting. They've been with me from the start. Love them. Oh, the state's writing stories on Mullen chiming in to say he's not coming to Columbia. Oh, good job. Um, Ross says, uh, catching up on Monday's episode while scrolling Twitter, right as JC says, the new SC should know how to use Bell. I see the news he hit the portal, wishing the best, but threw up in my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, timing with this kind of stuff, timing couldn't be better. I mean, I had just gone through like a whole knockdown, drag out debate on the board, on the, the big spur about how people were panicking about Beamer not making a hire. And it's the same group of guys. I mean, the, they weren't happy after they beat, you know, they weren't happy after they beat Tennessee and Clemson. And, and like I said, some people just get so nervous and upset uh, and, 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 and jittery. They, they use the message board to sort of vent. Um, and here's the thing, guys. I mean, I've, I've, I've met many, many people uh, that are the worst, seem like, like horrible human beings on the message board, right? <laughs> they come across like miserable people. They're the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. Uh, I think they just use the message board for, you know, everybody's kind of got their thing. I think they, they use the message board to vent and be frustrated and maybe be somebody that they're not. And then I've met some people that are super duper nice on the message board that are, you know, sunshine and rainbows and all that. And you meet them in real life and you're like, Ooh, you're, you're kind of militant with the sunshine and rainbow stuff. <laughs> uh, and, and it's not always that way. I mean, uh, I'd say 98% of the people from the board and the site and the show and everything else I've met in real life, including all of you that I met in Kentucky uh, at Keeneland that day. That was a, that was an honor and a privilege for me. I mean, <laughs> my, my fiance was like, did they, why, why did they come up and talk to you? And they're like, uh, cause you know, they're, they're on my message board and watch my show. And they're like, do they know you? They know, they know you wear sweatpants all the time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. Hey, you know, I wear sweatpants all the time. 
Well, that's um, the thing about radio, you know, uh, and, and the aspect of what we do is that you you feel like you develop a bit of a relationship with these people who could, I mean, they visit you for a couple hours a day, every day. We're yeah, <laughs> you know, constantly I mean, there. Sit here and talk ball, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so here's another I am consulting mailbag question. And you, you can get in the mailbag on Twitter if you go at, if you tweet to at the Vicksburg pod as well as our email address. And uh, Gamecock fan 83 says, I know there are more pressing issues with the portal, especially with last night's news, but don't recall any mention of the men's basketball win Saturday on Monday's show. May not mean much in the long run, but it was nice coming nice come from behind victory. I do love the pod. Thanks to y'all for doing it. Uh, yeah, I, I think we mentioned it like going to a break, Phil, but we didn't we really did. dig yeah. into yeah. it. Uh, overtime victory. Uh they did come back. Um, I thought they fought hard. Gigi Jackson with a great game. A uh, few Gamecock fans up there in D.C. for that one. Um, we'll see what they can do moving forward. I mean, I, I think that's the kind of win that can kind of calm everybody down because right. mm-hmm. uh, you want to talk about panicky, that season was going south uh, in the, in a hurry. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody had real big expectations for this basketball team, but if we see the incremental improvements before we get into conference play here soon, then, you, you know, maybe we can kind of raise our level of expectation a bit, but yeah. you know, I don't understand some of the flack that Gigi's catching. I mean, he's averaging over 17 points a game. What more do you want from the kid? He's a freshman. I have no idea. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have any problem with what, with what he's doing out there. I mean, he's going to make some mistakes, you know, and, and if you watched him play high school ball or AAU ball, I'm sure he would make mistakes there. Nobody's perfect. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's a big problem these days with five stars. I mean, dude, Zach Pickens was a true freshman, uh, was behind guys like Ken law. And I don't think he's a five star. Well, why? You know, why, why is that? Because he's not Dexter Lawrence? Well, Dexter Lawrence is a freak and only comes out. There's only a De- there's a Dexter Lawrence once every five years, okay? Um, and, and people are not a five-star. So I think that's the pressure. And, you know, look, I know Gigi, uh, I, I think he did some really good things, right, on Saturday uh, and really put the team on his back, and I think that has to continue. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. We didn't mean to gloss over it. Uh, I actually sat there and watched, uh, turned football off and watched the, the overtime uh, of that. Um, Michael says, thoughts on the North Dakota State offense. I emailed about this a few weeks ago, and if you responded, I totally missed it. I've been a fan of it, and it's multiple like Beamer seems to want. Any interest in Tyler Roll for their OC? He was OC when Zeb was out there, so some familiarity. And maybe out of the box. I think it would be out of the box. Um I'm not quite sure about that system. How much option do they run at North Dakota State? How much quarterback run game and all that would be my question. I haven't watched it. I know they're like – they're almost like an app state, except for they really like power run. And, and I don't know that you could depend on that at South Carolina. Now, look, do I think it's a heck of a heck of an offense and would I complain? No, I'd give it a shot. Uh, I'm just not quite sure, you know – I'm not quite sure how to square it, but I'm, I may feel different if I wouldn't watch them on film. I certainly have a lot of respect for their program, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I saw a few highlights of just being spurred by that tweet, and most of it looks like there's some creativity in the running game, but a lot of just 
power football, which, you know, you can, yeah. you can get one dimensional that way. That's not going to work. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so that's good. Um, all right. So I've got, uh, I got somebody soliciting me to build an app for our business. No. I mean, I may, we may get an app at some point, but not, not right now. Not, not especially from, yeah, from a random emailer, a random emailer, you know, not that, but, uh, uh, and then, uh, got some other stuff in here. So that wraps up the mailbag. We'll get to that. Um, actually I'll read Colby's uh, playoff email when we get back, but we got to get to our first break of the second hour. We'll be back after this short one here on inside the game. Cox's show. Hey man. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. You can't handle the truth! Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support Inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with fan plans. Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. The show is brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John a call, 803-446-4662, to plan your new sunroom edition for the upcoming uh, spring and summer. And we are brought to you in the second hour by Burgess and team at Remax at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call or shoot him an email at aburgesson, that's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N, at remax.net. Congratulations to Women's Basketball Center, Camilla Cardoso, who was the SEC Player of the Week. I don't think she'll be the last women's basketball uh, star at South Carolina to uh, to actually, um, I guess, uh, get that award. How do you say it? This uh, this, this year, uh, that kind of thing. So uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see how many more they do there. Uh, and again, yeah, congrats to Lamont Paris for beating Georgetown. I, I should have mentioned that. Uh, Austin says some posters use Big Spur like a 65-year-old lady uses Facebook. <laughs> they put I recipes up? Yeah, recipes? My mom, she'll copy and paste this. I need your attention right now. I will be upset if ever, you know. Or it's something about like, and, and they're they're good hearted posts. They're about like people with cancer, but then you always worry because you're like, 
my God, mom, are you okay? You know, and it's just this thing, like say something at the bottom for this, it, it, their engagement post. Uh, so they use that. Um, I, I remember the meme where that, that lady was like, I will destroy ISIS. Remember that? ISIS. I will destroy yes. ISIS. I will destroy that's hilarious. ISIS. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good there. Uh, Dwayne says, Coach Beamer improved the Gamecock through the use of last year's portal. I expect the same results this year. Yeah, I think they're going to have a good portal class. Keep in mind, too, the high school slash JUCO class is 15th in the country. Um, and so you're acquiring talent behind the tent. Like the portal guys will probably play earlier. Uh, and then last year's uh, high school class is 25th. They like a lot of those guys that redshirted this year. Uh, I think the portal helps South Carolina way more than it hurts so far. Mm-hmm. Now, if NIL if it starts to become this free for all where all the kids are just free agents, like go where the money's at, you know, after developing. I mean, because, you know, an, an Alabama fan that's a friend of mine pointed this out to me last night. She said, so you're telling me these kids go and they get trained up by Nick Saban and Nick Saban works with them and his staff works with them, develops them, and then they can just leave and go play someplace else. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much yep. it. <laughs> yeah. uh, roll Tide. I mean, you know, you want to take, you know, Carolina people, I mean, uh, Alabama people are like shot. They're like, <gasps> you know, of course, they'll, they'll, go, they'll go get 15 guys from the portal that are better anyway. I mean, Saban's not gonna, he's not going to care. Right. Uh, yeah, he's not going to kick it like Clemson. It'll be interesting to see if Clemson actually – hits the portal this year and tries to bring in some talent a bit, a, a bit more than what they've been used to. If I were Dabo, Phil, I would probably, and, and, and South Carolina people really probably don't want him to do this. I'd look for guys from within the state, you know? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't, they have more out of state guys than state guys like this Fentrell Cypress guy that is from Rock Hill that played at Virginia. You know, I'd probably go try to get him or something. Um, the word is he wants to go to Ohio State, which uh, uh, I didn't finish my Gene Smith hypocritical story because uh, I've said it a couple of times after he was like outraged by all this. The next thing I know, I'm like, well, you can't you can't get this guy. And this was a Clemson and Clemson source. Clemson not be able to get that guy. Ohio State's paying him two million. <laughs> I'm like, for that kid, yeah, right? Jeez, for that kid, I know. Yeah, I mean, Urban Myers is sitting up there bored going, oh, they're going to, you know, he pretends like he's coaching again. Um, he's probably going to be crying and eating a pizza because of the amount of entitlement. And they, it's already starting to show at Ohio State. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. look, the University of Michigan probably does have NIL deals. It is not nearly the level that Ohio State's is on, right? They don't recruit nearly as, you know, five-star Shangri-La, blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. What ha- what happened in the game this year? They lined up and mashed the piss out of them. <laughs> just out stronged them, you know. I mean, just out physical them. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Without their best player. I mean, mm-hmm. Michigan didn't have its best player, the running back. Yeah, Corum. Um, yeah, yeah. He wasn't even yeah. in the game. Nope. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens. And then you got Miami. Tisk, tisk, tisk. They were awful. So, mm-hmm. anyway, Krieger says, find some joy. Paris needs to make GG mad before every game. Yeah. Paris, like, got after him at halftime, and he just went crazy. So, uh, in the second half. Uh, Saunders says a TBS app would be great, not going to lie. We're at the mercy of 24-7 at CBS on that. But 
I think they're going to work on it. I, I, I don't know. So, um, J-Rock says, J.C. and Phil, in your opinion, who was the most dominant defensive lineman for the Gamecocks in the 2000s so far? Are you talking about the 2000s, 2000s, or since 2000? Or for the past 20 years? I'd have to say Clowney. Um, yeah, I think Followed by Mel- Melvin Ingram probably would be number two for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, if you're talking about interior guys, the tackles. Well, Melvin lined up at D tackle some. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to give Melvin this award here. Um, you know, he's well deserving. Um, yeah, it's got to be like uh, Clowney or Ingram, I would think, as far as Dominic goes. But there are a lot of guys that would scare you. I mean, just to be honest, yeah, Ken Law. You know, I mean, a lot of them that were decent. <laughs> Uh, Craig says, I'm a total South Carolina degenerate. I watch every video, listen to every podcast, watch YouTube interviews. I got a problem. Same, Craig. I watch it all, Uh, listen to them. (laughs) Trying to soak it all in. Sorry, I missed this earlier, Sonder. Thoughts on the Cincinnati assistant pool? 7.2 million for assistance. 10.6 million with 3.4 going to Scott Satterfield. Assuming Beamer gets five, how much do you think will be left for assistance? More than that. Uh, that I don't know, man. If you're Scott Satterfield, I mean, who? I guess you need to go get a big time defensive staff. That would be what I would do if I were him. I would probably cut bait with the rest of those guys, but uh, or maybe he's just going to get get his guys raises. Who knows? But uh, I, I don't think that if Beamer gets a raise by any stretch, they're going to, you know. <laughs> shrink the budget for assistant coaches. That would be, that, that would be, you know, you want to talk about red flags. That would be a red flag. Um, Lance says is park Avenue. No more just on hold till loophole is found. Uh, It's on hold right now. Best I can say, I can't say a lot about it, uh, but that's, uh, that was my feeling there. Um, Crager said homemade catfish stew and salad on this cold rainy day. Oh, I've had catfish stew before. I don't. I don't dislike it. I'm not a big yeah. fish guy, but uh, salad's pretty good. Um, Craig says. Jerry says that sounds excellent. Chuck says Rattler comes back. We can navigate to a ten and two or better season. I imagine South Carolina will have another Heisman in the case if he keeps playing like he's done the last two games and he gets some receivers. And I mean, it's never possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. And I started thinking about the schedule. The, the the issue with the schedule next year is the road games because you got to go to Georgia, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Missouri. Uh, not really concerned about North Carolina in Charlotte if the Gamecocks get players back. Uh, you know, that's the thing. Um, I uh, not really, you know, who they played, a Mississippi State at home. Uh, you know, Clemson's going to be tough. I'll, I'll be honest, Clemson's going to come – Looking for revenge, right? Mm-hmm. Revenge. <laughs> uh, but it could be a season like that. I mean, South Carolina, if, they, if the right people come back and they add, and I think arguably if the guys come back on offense, assuming they all stay healthy, I think it's important that they fill, they, they go get some guys on defense. It, it, you know, a little bit disappointed maybe in 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 some of the in the in the portal hall on defense last year. Uh another thing is Devontae Reed. I thought he would be good, but he got banged up, came in a little small. Terrell Dawkins gets hurt. 
They did not take any linebackers. You know, I, 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 you know, edge, you know, they need to, they need to get, you know, we all talk about the offense. They need to get after it on defense of the portal. I mean, they, right. they just uh, standing pat and not looking for guys to help on all three levels is not acceptable in my opinion. And, and they, 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 you know, they, so hopefully they'll Clayton White and those guys will get after it. Uh, big slam of Jana thoughts on the Heisman finalist. I don't think that much of the Heisman. <laughs> No, no. I what, mean, you know, it, you, how many votes went in before championship weekend? Uh, you know, I mean, that that's that's one thing. I don't, it's kind of like the AP voters. Uh, you know, I mean, how many of them are there's like a thousand Heisman voters? Why? There's not a thousand media people following every school that close or 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 that thoroughly. Yeah, uh, I. Uh... I don't know. I, I, I'm shocked at the hooker. I mean, hooker got hurt. I mean, you hold that, you hold that against a guy. Right. You know, I mean, his season ended. So what are you judging him on that? He got hurt. Uh, I think he deserved an invite. Maybe he wasn't a guy that's going to win it. i tell you who I want to win it. Stetson Bennett. I'm, I'm fully behind the mailman. I, 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 I am. Think, Give it to him. See, I mean, just Stetson Bennett, you know, Look, man, you want to you want to give it to a guy that's you know Caleb Williams is a, an outstanding player. Don't get me wrong, but you know what, what is it? You know, so, so so at some point, if you're comparing two outstanding players, uh, you got to start as looking at uh, you know all right, who's the mercenary and uh, who's the like the former walk on that's the championship winner and a winner. Mm-hmm. You know what has Caleb Williams ever won with everything on the line? No, and the whole narrative around, you know, uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, because it's like he's just a quarterback who's surrounded by, you know, 10 NFL players. I'm like, no, you know, so is Caleb Williams. Yeah, I mean, I used that, that to were think bought that, and paid for. I used to think that about Stetson Bennett until about like we got into last year, and I was like, this kid's actually good. Yeah, right. He's not bad. He waited uh, his turn, stuck it out, and yeah, I, I agree. I'm 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 100 behind that. But like I said, since they allow them to vote before the championship weekend, I don't think he's going to win. I think he's just going to go up there, and I wouldn't go. Yeah. Sean says Drake May says it's his intention to stay at UNC. John uh, fell for a fake account. You know, I, I think that the penalty for like starting fake accounts on Twitter and tweeting out news and going through the links some of these clowns do to like make it fake uh, and trick people, that should be punishable by death. <laughs> hey, look. It's a what, little what, harsh, but you know, I can see there may be the justification nah. for that. Nah, with a, it, it ticks me off though. I, I think I think they should at least be smacked around a little bit, but because uh, it, it's like kid stuff, <laughs> you know. But 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 by the way, though, with the way some people treat Twitter, they they would probably be uh, just fine with the death penalty if somebody, t- God forbid, tweets something they don't agree with. Yeah, right. uh, Will said there's a need a veteran corner just in case some of the young guys aren't ready. Yeah, he's got Marcellus style and then dot dot dot. Um, uh, Saunders says, thanks for circling back, guys. Just curious if our admin is as sold on Beamer as the rest of us. Hopefully that opened up the pocketbook and don't get cheap. Well, you have to think about this, man. When you're talking about assistant coaches and raises and stuff, Will Muschamp got a bunch. 
right? And quite frankly, Beamer should have gotten a raise last year. And I don't know who decided he wasn't, but I think, uh, you know, I, I think that was unfortunate. You know, you come in 2.75, your lowest paid in the SEC. You have a winning season. You make progress. You beat Florida and Auburn. Um, you're recruiting well. Uh, you deserve some a little raise. I yeah, thought, something. You know? Right. Yeah, maybe not a contract yeah. extension, yeah. but a rework or something. And then, you know, I, I think Beamer got screwed by Muschamp in that regard because everybody's like, well, we moved too fast on him and gave him too much and too soon. And we got yeah. to temper our expectations because this guy's never been a coordinator and he's still, you know, young and inexperienced. Well, you know, we got real results now. All right. So John's got an update on the fake account. Uh doesn't look fake. I'll say that more like pretend journo than fake. Um, look, there's, I'll just, I'll just lay this out from what I've heard. Drake May's got some options in the portal if he wants to explore them. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the player Mac Brown was talking about, about tampering 10 or 15 guys. Um, I, you know, I, it, that's the thing. And as far as how it affects Longo, you know, talking to the person today, he speculated that that would maybe be, yeah, maybe Longo would look to get out. I don't know. You know, that's uh, that's just kind of Longo's got a lot of fans, you know, around South Carolina and, and stuff. And then, uh, you know, that that's the deal there. Uh, all right, we got a couple of minutes before our final break. Uh, Rack the Jepper, I think that's how you say it. Consider the SC, current SEC teams, which division you see holding most power over the next five years? Uh, well. I don't think, unfortunately, the divisions are going to last for five five years because when Oklahoma and Texas come in the league in 2025, uh, they're going to do away with them, if not before then. Um, and that's a TV thing that I don't like. I, I, I'll yeah, be honest. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of like one versus. Two, but what they're trying to do is get like a marquee matchup uh, and avoid like Purdue and Michigan. <laughs> A little anticlimactic, right? Or yeah, like um, the ACC. Although I'm going to miss the coastal division of the ACC. Yeah, the coastal <laughs> division was amazing. No, it was the best. It's the best division in college football. If you want, you know, roll the damn dice. <laughs> Every one of those sorry teams made the the, the the seven years in a row. There's seven teams in that division. All seven of them, Duke. They all made one. Yep, throw it around. Turns. Say, Pull hey the guys, name out of a hat. <laughs> hey guys, let's let's take turns. Let's take turns and go play Clemson. Let's take turns or Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were if it were the same, uh, Jabber, I'd, I'd say the West still. I, I I understand Carolina's on the way up. I, I understand that Tennessee had a really good year. They're probably on the way up. Georgia's outstanding. I don't, you know, Florida. Like, look, man, I. I don't know what to make of them. I don't know how much longer Kentucky's going to be. Kentucky, I don't know how much longer Missouri, Missouri's hemorrhaging players right now. Scared to play Kansas in a bowl. Really, really. Hashtag shake my head. You're in the SEC. I don't care how many dang players you lose to the portal. No. You refuse to play Kansas in a bowl game? No. Uh, in Memphis, which is a you know, about a four-hour drive from your campus? Talk about running scared. I'm like, all right, now I'm sorry. Hi. We don't want that. I, I'm sorry. We're not going to do it. Mizzou, no. go Mizzou. We're going to go. So you're going to go play Wake Forest to get your butt kicked anyway. That was sad. 
Carolina needs to beat Missouri next year, by the way. I'm declaring it. Yes. Um, so I, I still believe the West, just because you have it's just such a battle. There's no Vanderbilt in the West. You have no Missouris or Vanderbilt. Yeah, in the West, you know, Missouri. it's just yeah. like yeah, there's just like you know, like like Arkansas is sitting around like like the world's about to end because they went six and six, and it's simply just because their quarterback got hurt, and and it's a tough division. Look at A and M. I mean, you know, so I think that's the deal there. Ken, oh, Javon Kinlaw on the interior could, could make an argument for most dominant. I, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so here we go. Uh, Colby said, uh, the 12 team playoff. Yeah. Colby, Colby sent in a, a I help consulting mailbag and he asked, and I'll answer this real quick. We'll hit our final break. Um, you know, always enjoy college football because of unique regular season where every game is like a playoff game. You can't lose your opportunity to win a championship with diminish. With the 12 team format, I believe it will cause the regular season not mean as much. Hundreds of great regular season matchups like Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Auburn, USC, Georgia would have diminished importance. I can even see players being withheld from a final regular season game because they've clinched a playoff berth. Uh, that thing that made it special and unique is ebbing away. Um, yeah, and I'll say this I, I'm not like totally disagreeing because with that many teams in a playoff and you know, the way I don't even think it's that Colby. I think it's what I just talked about. The conference championship games going to this one versus two, right? Because you're going to have a situation. There are some years where Auburn and Alabama are the two best teams in the league. So you're going to have a play one week and then turn around and play the next. If they're both undefeated and both have clinched the, you know, I mean, you know, they're going to rest up in the actual Iron Bowl and then go play for the championship or Ohio State, Michigan. You know, I I, I think that that's more of a problem than a 12-team playoff because what I think a 12-team playoff does is, uh, yeah, okay, so you can have a loss uh, and still make it. But, man, you, you got to win your conference championship uh, if you uh, if you want to get a bye. You know, those those first-round buys are going to be very important because you're going to have to win, like, what, four games to right. win it all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, to win so it all. Uh, I, I, I think we'll actually have more meaningful regular season uh, conference games. Now, you know, maybe you're right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not shooting you down, my, but my opinion is uh, I think it will be more meaningful regular season games. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like this South Carolina-Tennessee game uh, was big for Tennessee – uh, well, you know, Carolina still had no chance, you know, I, I don't know with Carolina still wouldn't have gotten in the top 12, but no, you know, if, if let's say Carolina had beaten Missouri earlier that year and then beat them, yeah, they'd have gotten in the top 12. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the expansion. All right, Regarding that, I, I, I don't like the, the, the way they give the top four conference championships, the buy, I don't, that's the one thing about the 12 team format. I don't agree with. The conference champ like getting yeah, the buy. Like mm-hmm. They did that, I think, because some conferences wanted automatic bids for mm-hmm. every conference champion or something like that, or auto bids for conference champion. It's it's not. It's like the top, the top six conference champions. So you could have a situation, Phil, where if a you know the and I think that's probably the logic behind getting rid of divisions too. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have like a seven and five division winner pull a massive upset. They're not 
you know, they're not going to be one of the top six conference champions. So two group of five teams get in. Right. Yeah. (laughs) UCF and Tulane. Yeah, I don't know. Of course, UCF's going to go big. No, what? Where they're going big 12, aren't they? Yeah. So so we'll see. All right. Final Mm -hmm. break. Uh, Colby, thanks for the email, by the way. Inside the Game Crashes show, we'll be back. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. I've been expecting you, Mr. Powers. Sometime in the near future, there's a good chance I'll move back to my home area of the upstate of South Carolina. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nobody I would use to help me find a new home except Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane, located in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a diehard Gamecock. 864-414-5271. Give Cindy a call. 864-414-5271. A proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, Mo Cobble here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Final segment here, wrapping it up on a Tuesday. I think that's the first time we played those ad, that, that, that ad bed. I like that one. With the music behind it, man. Yeah, that was a good one. And then we brought Mo back. Yeah, yeah, Mo's back. He's off IR, man. Yeah, we got Mo back off IR. (laughs) Mo back. So, uh, Sonder says 17 and 0 is impossible with the bottle. Yeah, because an undefeated team wouldn't be their conference champ. Right. I don't think. Yeah. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Oh, (laughs) this is funny. Brian says, speaking of Purdue, they have a chance to be the first eight and six team I've ever seen. Now I'll say this. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Clemson? No, 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 no. They were they were nine and four. I was gonna say I think it was a four loss Clemson eight yeah. champ. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and they were about to be nine and five. Carolina was nine and five in um twenty ten. They lost five mm-hmm. games that year. Uh but uh yeah, eight and six that's that's an ugly football record, man. <laughs> now in the NFL, it means you may be on the bubble for the playoffs if you win the next three weeks. But uh eight and six in college ball is like, well, we were Sort of six and six, but we won eight. 
scratch your head, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, like uh... wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, the conversation, you know, there's always a lot of ways you can do it. I, I, uh, some people said that you should play the bowls and do a plus one or play the bowls and do a 14 playoff or something like that. I wouldn't be opposed to that either, but then you're mm-hmm. dealing with that committee uh, and that dude, the boo, boo, boo Corgan or whatever. Oh my goodness! I mean, for the playoff is, committee, yeah, he well, does such not a clown. <laughs> I mean, get some. I mean, Jeff Long did it a couple of years ago. I mean, he's awful. I mean, come on, guys, get stop getting these stuff suit morons that don't know that they, they they it should be called the excuse interview. Like, what excuse do you have for making That's this right. decision? What are your excuses here? Um, and I don't know. I'm not one of those, once I thought about it, that's all like, Bama should have made playoff SEC roll tight. But Nick Saban did have a Nick, – see, Nick Saban always has like a, a point that you go, hmm, that's smart, yeah. huh? It's He's like, well, I just want to ask who would be favored if we played him on a neutral field. All right. <laughs> He's like, all right. All right. Um, and now poor Bama, they got 25 opt-outs. They got to go play Kansas State. He's going to be pulling piss and vinegar, playing them in the Sugar Bowl. It's going to be yeah. like that Utah Bama. Bama doesn't do all that well when they play in the Sugar Bowl, man. They Utah cut them. Oklahoma cut them one year. It's just not going to be good. That's because it's just not what they're – I mean, you know, those guys are already checked out. That's not what they were trying to do. Yeah, it's national yeah. championship or bust. No, no play. I think that's one of the advantages of 12-team – yeah, the 12-team playoff, though, is that you got a lot more teams. You're going to have a lot less opt-outs. You're, you know, even if you incorporate the bowl structure into it, which is good. Although I like having some home matchups. I think that's awesome. Like, imagine yeah. a playoff game and, you know. It's like high school. Yeah, it's like high school ball, you know. You got – uh, home game. Um, it's going to be crazy though, because like the best teams in the country, uh, they're not going to have a home game. No, they won't get the home game. They have to play in a bowl game. That's uh, yeah, and that's the other thing I don't like is uh, well, it's in the way they structured it with the top four conference teams and all that. But yeah, those teams aren't going to get to play at home. Yeah, you could flip it and have you know, four bowl games and then play the home game. Yeah, I see that. But then you're getting out of, like, the schedule gets messed up that way. Well, and then, see, and they're, this is why, you know, this this is the crappy part of the bowls. They don't, you know, these bowls, they don't don't want, like, to, okay, well, let's go to the Birmingham Bowl, Bahamas Bowl, Vegas Bowl, Independence Bowl first round. They're not going to give them a piece of the pie. No, right. uh, and and they're not going to move the Rose. God forbid they move the no, Rose Bowl to December fifteenth. No. I almost think Phil, it should be this. I think that it should be uh, campus sites first and second round, and no. then keep the playoff like quarterfinals, finals, mm-hmm. uh, or quarter or, or semis like they have now. Rotate the semis. Rotate you know, through the New Year sixes and then yeah, yeah play a national words, championship in one of those stadiums. Yeah, all mm-hmm. the higher seeds have a home game, and you know if they're going to do home games, if not, then do include the smaller bowls and just make it all bowls. You know that's right. tough. That's tough for fans. Um, and home playoff games are because in other words, all right. So let, let's say South Carolina got in and they were the they were eighth, right? Now they would have to play number one the next week in a but in a bowl. So South Carolina gets a home game and then gets to play on a neutral field. What it let's say the number one team in the country was Southern Cal. Okay. 
Southern Cal, and let's say the, the, the quarterfinal bowl is in the Peach Bowl. How many Gamecocks are going to be driving to Atlanta filling that bad boy up? Right. And, and, and then, you know, Southern Cal brings some fans, but it'll be 70-30 Carolina. Yeah, you still so, have home field advantage there. <laughs> yeah, you're going to run into some situations like that. Mm-hmm. People are going to go, well, it's not fair. Well, you know, uh, that's the deal there. So mm-hmm. everybody's complimenting. They like the tune after the Moe's at. Yeah, I decided to liven it up. I mean, you know, we've had some sound issues on the show that are my fault, but um, I uh, I decided to kind of fix some of those and put some little, like, nice little music underneath. Yeah, I like, liked it. Yeah, so uh, uh, the the sounds of Jamie Bradford talking about iHealth Consulting and, and Meredith uh, McKellar uh, Enterprises for golf. By the way, check it out if you want some golf lessons and stuff like that. January, she'll start her virtual stuff. Um, and also, don't forget fanplans.com. Talking about Carolina Rise, and you know, be careful with the tickets because Sonder had an issue with that. Uh, but if you go to fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks, uh, a portion of that does go to Carolina Rise. A portion of it goes to, to fund here, and some of it goes to fan plans. So if you hadn't booked your hotel for the Gator Bowl yet, do it. I'm actually going to book um, – my hotel here pretty soon and uh i'm gonna get them to add i think they don't have it listed some of them to add so there'll be some new hotels on there so fanplans.com slash inside the gamecock so uh trey says i'll admit i don't know as much about longo as i should but he reminds me on the surface of a brad lawing but for offense he's kind of yeah he kind of has that vibe right the brad Mm -hmm. lawing vibe um I like Longo. I, I don't think people should get too weirded out about what happened with North Carolina and Clemson because uh, North Carolina is a soft football team. Clemson's not. I mean, say what you want about the Tigers. They're not soft. You know, a lot of other teams in that league definitely are, but uh, they're not soft. So uh, I, uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't read into like, oh, he couldn't get the offense going and all that good stuff. I just um, that happens when you play any. And Clemson's defense, quite frankly, is very good. You know, very very good. Um, Josh says stepping in at work to see all the belt mail belt bell meltdowns. Josh, mm-hmm. we had we hadn't really. Uh, um, People have been a bit tempered in their uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. We, now, we the had, message board, you want to see meltdowns yeah, go over yeah. there. Message board, but I don't think we've had. Um, we hadn't had the, uh, you know. Sorry, I just got a tweet that mentioned the pool on weed eater bowl. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, uh, you know, we hadn't actually on the show. We we've had kind of a chill vibe about Jaheim today. Really, we have a more discerning audience than the typical. We, we do, and, and we yeah. appreciate it. it. It's growing too, though. It's growing yes, like yes. A, mm-hmm. like crazy. Um, Quantrell says the portals had an impact on my NFL friends. They're now interested in portal news because they have hope for their teams. Parody is here. Yeah. It's increasing. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's one of the good things about it is that, you know, the, the playing field is becoming a bit more level. There's a lot more parody in it. It allows, you know, up and coming schools, the ability to compete at a higher level, uh, accompany that with the increased sizes of these conferences as we keep getting bigger and bigger. It's just going to keep, you know, it's rough right now, but it's going to end up being good. I think ultimately it's, it's, it's going to work out. It'll straighten itself out. I think Mm -hmm. is 
you know, the, the numbers will get like three, there's 3000 kids in the portal. There's not 3000 spots, right? you know? Uh, and, uh, and look, I don't want to hear, you know, some people out there are going to be like, well, this, you know, the, these college programs, you know, uh, and you, you, you wait, some, some, somebody will sit there and go after they've bitched about this for years, like griped and complained, they should be able to transfer wherever they want. They can't afford a pizza and, you know, this, that, and the other, which, you know, they need to be paid salaries and unionized. When they get to the unionization part of it, that's when the argument becomes political and not necessarily like what's right and wrong. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, the people that said that are now all of a sudden going to victimize the players for leaving. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and right. uh, well, they just, just weren't getting treated well enough there. They were being, you know, yeah, it'll go right back to where it was, where, you know, was that the plantation mentality that you kept hearing about, you know? Oh, earlier. God. Like, that yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah you're on. like, man, come on, you know. But it's, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you wait, that's going to happen with some of these folks that, that, that don't like college football at all, that don't enjoy, that basically want to tear down the sport make it impossible to play it. But uh, you wait, that that's coming. It's going to be like, you know, oh, my God, you know, these coaches are, are, are filling these spots when these players leave. They they shouldn't be able to do that. We need some rule where they players can come back. Where they can, like, yeah, they, 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 they can, if they can opt out if they want to. But it, the school has to take them back if they don't find them a spot. But here's the deal. You know, you're a junior who doesn't get very much playing time, and you're going to test the waters out there. And they got two hot freshmen coming in that they're ready to develop. And the school says, nah, don't want to. So you roll the dice and you lost. You know, not everybody not everybody gets a 7 or 11. Sometimes you crap out, buddy. Yeah, it's the game of life, man. And, and, <laughs> I, and, I, and I think, too, and I'm not saying that guys should not be able to – to transfer for free. I'm not, I'm not saying you don't. I mean, some people like they need to, some coaches will say they need to go back to the old rules where you have to sit. I, I actually like the, the one-time transfer. Now these geniuses with the NCAA, the same ones that decided, Hey, you know, collectives at uh, buying players at Miami and A&M are fine. But uh, you know what South Carolina is doing, that's an extra benefit yeah, and that's illegal. School, yeah. Can't they, they, facilitate they, they, that. These same geniuses, like they ask him for a recommendation, and it was like, um, okay, here's my recommendation. Uh, everybody can transfer anytime they want all, at all times. Don't have to sit out. So you could be like Eric Stevenson and see the four corners of the of the world, <laughs> JT Daniels or whoever. Uh, which is, I mean, that was just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Don't one time's fine. Yeah, you, know, you know that's kind of the thing there. Uh, is Dawkins returning, uh, Craiger? Unless it's the the news has been since we've been on, I I think so. I haven't heard anything about it, but uh, I have not checked the website and all that. And Smith makes a good point, and uh, I think I think we've lost the audio here, so we're going about to roll for Can Phil Mullinax. Uh, or I've lost. I got a buzzing in my headphones. It's probably my headphones. Uh, yeah. JC Sherbert, Phil Mullinax here. Uh, who we got tomorrow, Phil? We got Dave tomorrow. Yep. Dave Cloninger, uh, Cloninger, excuse me, uh, right top of the show. And then, of course, JB will join us at noon. Yeah, that's a two, two good one. So it'll be a two for Wednesday right here on Inside the Game Conscious Show. Uh, certainly, uh, J Rock says nobody wants to see Carolina rise. They know what's coming. Can't hold us down. That's good, J Rock. Good. I like it there. Don't forget, Carolina, CarolinaRise.com. Get in. My God, I mean, the, the emails just 
I don't even know how many we've got now, guys. It's, thank you. It's It's been a tremendous outpouring. Uh, we'll holla at you tomorrow. It's been Inside the Gamecocks, the show for Phil's JC. See ya. <laughs>